Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. I'm Trisden. And I'm Ray. What we hope to do here is find a little bit of middle ground on some of these extremely polarizing social and political issues. Welcome everybody to Extreme Common Sense. How's it going, Ray? Dresden. What's happening? Good day to be alive. Well, it is, but I can't, uh, Ken, we're never exactly sure when things will air, but I can't make my comment that I've made a few times that it was a beautiful drive today, because it's pretty rotten now for the yeah. middle of April. It's a little ugly. It's Yeah, that's one it, critique. It 40 and rain yeah. when I left for work this morning. Come on now. It's 40 yeah. and rain. It's stupid, but, you know, I... In, should we ever talk about the weather and stuff? Probably not. Conan O'Brien on his famously like refuses to talk about anything just because it's not sure by the time you hear air. it. Yeah, it's but yeah, so right now it's a little shitty out. So we can't talk about Gilbert Gilbert, well, another one of your favorite I, comedians. No, we can definitely talk about it. Fuck, that was sad. That was we got that news as it I was, was walking up to opening day. Like Cincinnati, a couple beers, walking up and Gilbert dead. Such yeah. a sad and I guess thing. he'd been sick for a while. Apparently. He, I, I think he, he uh, it's funny, he had a heart condition, which was um, ventricular hypertrophy, I believe it is, God, which is a enlarging of the, well, with my things, I've learned a little bit about the heart. It's only a few months back, I was at Cleveland Clinic. But he also, I think, had like muscular dystrophy. Really? Because even the picture that you had with him, he looked a little aged. Agreed. And, yeah. and having met him, and I thought... Man, he's he's not moving around like he should to be sixty four. Yeah, or he was sixty four then because that was what three years ago. Comedy off Broadway, yeah, something like that. And then sixty seven, he passed away. Yeah, and of course the aristocrat joke was making <laughs> making the rounds. And Patty uh, uh, Raymond pulled it up, you know, on YouTube. And Patty's watching it, my wife, and she's just like, "What is this?" I'm like, "Honey, it's Gilbert." God, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just, oh my god, so funny. No, it's just. So funny, but so filthy. Yeah, he, he uh, did not play around. Oh my goodness, he no. was one funny son of a bitch. Yeah, he was and, one of those comedians, comedians like like Norm. And I think he walked that line too of being able to be that filthy while also being somehow likable and seeming um, like not pervy. Like he didn't see yes. it as a person. Yes, but yes. his certain you know his on stage persona was undoubtedly that. Yeah. Now, do you know the story of him telling that uh, September, well, three weeks after September 11th, and he's in front of an audience and he makes the joke about flying back to California, but I'm worried because they booked it through the Empire State Building. Oh, no. Oh, you don't know this? I knew that's why he lost the the gig. Yeah. And the audience audience starts booing and and then he changes and tells the aristocrats and just says, okay, I I, I have some prepared stuff, but I can't do it. Yeah, no, I I think the uh, Aflac. But Aflac, I, I, think, right. I think that was actually something aimed at Japanese folks. Yeah, he had a good gig there that he lost. Yeah. But then reading his, um, you know, his biography after he had passed, boy, he was in a lot of stuff. Oh, I'd like was. to read that. Didn't realize he had one. Yeah. Yeah. He was in a lot of stuff. Well, I mean, it was, you know, it was basically an obituary, but what all these voices, he did a lot of voices. He did. You yeah, know, and one of the most famous voices I would say of our lifetime. Yeah. And I'm sure some of that was a caricature. He didn't talk to his family. I don't think in that. I watched you know. a documentary about it. It's pretty close. And it was, yeah. I mean, certainly pretty close. heightened, but yeah, he definitely talked like that to yeah. a degree. For yeah. Sure. I, well, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Jewish guy from, from New York, I guess. Yeah. 
A great documentary. I think it was HBO. If you get a chance, you should check it out. It's called Gilbert, isn't it? Uh, probably. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 yeah he mm. was a great one. He really was a, a comedian's comedian. Yeah. The Hugh Hefner roast. Did you ever see it? Oh, I think so. Oh, my God. Boy, nothing funnier than those roasts. Yeah. God, they're good. And that Jeff Ross. Yeah, he's great. He is funny. Yeah. I mean, what a ball buster. Oh, man. Just that is the quintessential ball busting. So, yeah, rest in peace, Gilbert. Yeah. A lot of comedians, man. Norm and What's Gilbert, Louie Anderson. Um, Saget. Saget. Yeah. Yes. Who was on the Aristocrats right. telling his joke. Saget. Yeah, that's a bunch. So yeah. rest of them got to hang in there. I saw a list the other day of the 30 wealthiest comedians. A couple of them were British. Of course, Seinfeld tops the list. Really? Yeah. He's right at a billion. Um, and then, you know, who's like two and four? Well, two, three, and four are Parker and Stone and Matt Groening. Oh, they're great. Yeah, Parker and Stone, of course, from South Park. South Park Groening from Simpsons. And Groening yeah. from Simpsons are two, three, and four. Now, they're have they ever done stand-up? I don't know, but they are considered comedians just based on the, the shows. I wasn't hearing out of my headphones, were you? Yeah. Uh, actually, oh, you are? I'm just more comfortable without them. Yeah. So I, no, think I wouldn't I'm, hear I'll so. throw them off. But um, I feel more studio-like and radio-like. Oh, maybe I am hearing a little bit. Yeah, I am. Okay. Okay. But um, yeah, and Mar was on the list. Really? Yeah, he's worth $150 million, And you know what? Jesus. A big chunk of his wealth came from owning uh, 4% of the New York Mets. And then when the Steve Cohen bought him, yeah. he bought 100% and overpaid everybody. And Mar made something like $50 million on his ownership of the Mets. Yeah. Really? And now they're the best team in baseball right now. Wow. Yeah, good for them. Not, and not, not the Reds. Not our Reds, for six, sure. Six in a row? They've yeah. Lost. It's immediately ugly for the Reds. And you called it. Yeah. And why'd they unload everybody? You know what? The, this ownership group has really never been dedicated to winning. It's just never <laughs> really, really like, you know, and, and they'll, they'll give it a year. You know, they'll, they'll have a payroll, a midsize payroll for a year and then make it just to the brink of the playoffs, then unload everybody immediately. And who's this kid pitching now? He, th- he set a record for most, uh, most balls above 139 pitches were above 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Hunter Green. Hunter Green. That's it. Yeah. I remember reading about like him a couple color. years ago in the, in the minors. And he's yeah. all that. Oh, yeah. So he'll I be mean, with him two years and he'll the, be gone. Well, whatever we get, four years or until he's eligible to go somewhere else. And then, of course, we, he'll be a Yankee, just like our yeah. oldest Chapman was. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a shame, man, as a Reds fan. And hopefully by the time uh, folks are hearing this, we'll have turned it around and be near 500. But I mm-hmm. certainly doubt it. It's How was open. opening day? It was a blast. You know what? Uh, so I lost the weight. I haven't drank much beer. And I drank a bunch of beer. Oh, and you were hammered. Hammered and just, it was pretty out and it was baseball and just had the best time. (laughs) It was just so much fun to like drink eight beers and, you know, just wander around Cincinnati. It was great. And it's a great ballpark. It's a nice ballpark. It's a nice city. They do opening day so well. Oh, yeah. Just a good time. That's their thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Oh, man. Opening day. I'll segue into this a little later. I'll I'll have a bad segue into this later, but I found a t-shirt at opening day. That will roll into our topic, which is, I think, pet peeves. Yeah, I think that's what we're going to talk about so, eventually. Yeah, so, so eventually, I will, I will, I will. I brought it show and tell just for me okay. and you. Oh, I'll nice. Pull the shirt out right, and cool. show you what I found. So, also, we should we should thank the sponsors. Yes, we should. I was going to say that. So, uh, yeah, I'll tell an Aaron story too. So we're, okay. we're thanking Aaron from uh, Berea Pond. Right. Uh, man, go get a couch. If you need a couch or know anybody that needs a couch, they've got some great furniture. So cheap right now. Okay. So swing over, over to Berea Pond if you get a chance and you can check them out online. They've got a really cool website, buckshotandled.com. Or if you're local, check them out at 107 Clay Drive. Aaron is buddies with, and Aaron's getting into crypto, cryptocurrency. Yes. And he is mining it himself from Berea Pond. And it's 
freaking fascinating and uh, awesome. And apparently one of oh, did the, he give you like a little tutorial? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, you know, I'm so dumb tech tech wise, but he's such a smart guy and he knows about the technology, but he is sort of in with this guy who's one of like the top crypto guys in the state no and kidding. he's based in Jackson County. So it's just a few minutes away and he's got these warehouses of these machines just mining crypto. That's crazy. It's it's nuts. And and also he's going to bring this guy. They're going to do the the show with us soon. Oh no, so, kidding! So I'd love to learn more about oh, crypto. Oh hell, so man! It's really, just have somebody explain the blockchain and yeah, even mining crypto. What does it mean? Yeah, it's the I, I won't embarrass myself. The only thing I've read is it. you know it uses an awful lot of resources. It's, it is. Yeah, yeah. So then that's something they'll have to to rectify at some point. But. Yeah. So that's Aaron. And then, of course, we got Dan and Ace over at uh, Bad Wolf. Yeah. Which I may stop on the way home. Yeah. But anyway, I, so with, with Aaron, I was supposed to go with him to check out this guy's crypto farm in oh, Jackson really? County. And it was the day crypto after we farm. got back from opening day. So I was like, oh, man, I was trying to get all my work done to try and go hang out with him. And then our dogs fucking ran off. So we have two dogs that will periodically escape the fence. And usually they're gone an hour. They just run around crazy, chase some chickens in the subdivision, and then we'll find them. They'll come back. Well, they were gone for like 30 hours. Oh, really? So, so I now was, you're getting worried. Yeah, so very worried. We're just back from opening day, so I've got all this pile of work to do. A little hungover. Yeah, you know, I don't get hungover no. since I've been. I get very hydrated in advance. Yes, so it's pretty, yes, yes, yes. I've gotten smarter in my That's old the key, age. Yeah. yeah, hydration. But so I'm like walking through the woods looking for dogs, talking to clients on the phone, like just this miserable like day and a half. The happy ending, they did eventually make it back. But together? The, together. They were hanging. They were. Oh, that's wild. Did but you yeah, scold so, them? No, I, I just don't know that they, you yeah, know, they just, really get that's that. more for me, I think, if I'm just yelling at them. I would have 10 years ago, and now I'm just like, just look at them and shake my head. Ah, dog training, and, and not that this is dog training because they are older, but dog training is a particular thing I know nothing about, but I know people who do. Jaeger. Jaeger's very good at it. This other guy I used to work with whose name I won't mention because he was absolutely insane, but he's a hell of a dog trainer. Nice. And, and he said the biggest mistake people make uh, with, with puppies is you have to walk them. Like it would just frazzle him because he lived in an apartment complex and he'd see people come home and they've been working and they're tired and they let the dog out and it takes a leak and they bring it back in. Like you've got to bring that dog and walk it every day faithfully yeah. for 30, 40, 50 minutes. They're they're animals that need to get out. They can't be cooped up. And right. oh, it just used to frazzle old Mike. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. 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 There's a bit to it, but they do. I mean, you got to be stern. That's the thing. People want to, you know, Poo poo, you gotta you gotta whack them on the ass. Well, you that, gotta be stern with them. Yeah. Well, you know? that was you know we had a dog trainer for our newest, and that was kind of the thing they taught my wife. Well, see, I grew up with horses, like sort of training, raising, riding. So I get it. You know, you do have to be a little bit stern with right. animals because right. they don't understand. Oh, don't do that. Well, but, actually, <laughs> neither do kids, but that's a whole nother thing. True. Well, <laughs> it was it was funny, though, because we paid all this money to have this lady come out in the middle of the pandemic to help train our dogs. And my wife was like, I just don't feel good about, like, pulling the collar slightly. Oh, really? So then it just became, you know, uh, we'll, we'll just pay you and just yeah. keep letting the dog drag us around the neighborhood. <laughs> because my wife was completely uncomfortable doing that. And, you know, I get it. It's not the easiest thing to be stern with this little creature no, that you it's love. Not. No, it's not. But you either do it or you don't. Like, you can't. You can't halfway. Now, have you seen Matt's pictures of his two? Oh, adorable Matt's Now, German I don't know what the cost is. Not my business. But that's two purebred shepherds that are grown up together. You know, Matt's had shepherds his whole life, and he figures these will be his last two. So they got a brother and sister from the same litter, pedigree shepherds. And, uh, yeah, 
just great. That's a lot of dogs. That is. Uh, but that's a hell of a uh, that's a hell of a guard. You know, you don't need a security camera oh, if you got true. those two guys. Yeah, nobody's You're going in that house? Right. No. Two shepherds no. baring their teeth. Absolutely. And I'm sure they're wonderful once they know you, but they yeah. don't. And he's he's said as much. Yeah. If they don't know you, it ain't going to end well. Yeah. You know? That's funny. But, uh, but yeah, so anyway, I missed Aaron's trip to Jackson County. Oh. Check out the crypto farms. So Man, I'd love for you to get that guy in here. I would love that He's, he's coming. I, and actually, I told Aaron I would call him after we get done recording today and try to set him up. That but he will great. actually come in in studio and talk about it, which I think will be absolutely fascinating. Yes, absolutely fascinating. Because yeah. it's apparently it's not going anywhere. Apparently not. It's a thing. Yeah. Fascinating. I just want to get rich from it. Like, let's have him tell us how to get rich from it. That would be good advice. I think it would be great. You remember Steve Martin's Get Rich Quick Scheme? No. First, you get a million dollars. That's the Donald Trump Get Rich Scheme <laughs> to take it to politics. All First you got to do is ask your dad for a million bucks. So, um, pet peeves. Pet peeves. All right. Do you have something? Oh, I've got a oh, Okay. So, before pet peeves, can I go down a little digression? We've got some time, right? Troy's, course, Troy's cool. Absolutely. All right. So this is going to be crazy. I was thinking about this last night, Tristan. So um, Elon Musk is trying to acquire Twitter. Yes. Okay. So I've read any number of articles about that. And uh, are you familiar with why he's trying to get it? It's a freedom of speech thing, right? Yeah. So yeah. he's a little pissed that they have. Um, and, I, and I think Trump would be a prime example that they have censored, for lack of a better word, some people. But this adage kept popping in my head, which I think was my mother's favorite phrase. I'm, I'm sure it came from her, which is the more things change, the more they remain the same. And I use it all the time and there's always evidence of it. And, and this is going to be a really clunky comparison, analogy, whatever. But in a certain way, I think this is an example of 1870s old west right where where it was a, a, a shoot 'em up and obviously some of that was romanticized but basically there was really no regulation west of St. Louis and it was sort of open and free and you know people did what they wanted to do well that's where we find ourselves now with social media and I'm not a social media person in spite of your best effort to get me there <laughs> I still really don't do it but I read one article that said would you go into a bar where there was no security or no regulation and people were free to do whatever they wanted and piss on the floor and spit on you and fight? And that's where you are with all of this quote unquote freedom with Twitter and Facebook and et cetera. Now I, I get the argument that people say, well, you know, it's a platform and it shouldn't be censored by anybody, but I also understand that other side. It's almost yeah. like, it's almost like the old West of 1870 that's where it true. was just free to shoot and do whatever you wanted. And, you know, Marshall Dillon tried to keep the peace in Dodge City or wherever he was, Gunsmoke. Yeah. But uh, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of a clunky analogy, but that occurred to me last night. It's like, there should be something because, right. because anybody can say anything and anybody else can say, I saw it. See, it's yeah. true. Well, that's no, I, I don't think it's clunky at all. I think that's a great analogy. And, uh, you know, I completely agree with you on what you're saying. It is very uh, Wild West-ish. Yeah. But I'm kind of, this is my thing on freedom of speech. I completely agree with freedom of speech. So do I. But I, again, you're going back. I don't think the Constitution covered private industry speech. I don't know that yeah, everybody has the right to get and, on Facebook and say whatever they want. I, I don't yes. feel that's the case. And And then, of course, that that old adage that we all use is, you know, uh, fire in a crowded theater. And apparently now on social media, you yell fire in a crowded theater. Every, everybody's yelling fire in a crowded theater. Right. With no repercussion. Yeah. So how you rein that in, I don't know. 
Well, I, you know, I think at some point you're going to see a lot of real world jobs turn into gradually policing this cyber space. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to. I mean, right. Because it is still in its infancy. Right. So the rules have not been written, have they? No. It's kind of like crypto. So. There's no real rules. That's a little Wild Westy, too. Crypto. Very Wild Westy. I mean, shit. Yeah. I can't wait to, to dive into it. I mean, I've got a few hundred bucks on uh, like crypto.com <clears throat> and, you know, just to learn about it. But, you know, it's just, it's so fascinating. And I think John Oliver did a good piece on it on uh, last week tonight. Oh, man. Is he back? Yeah, I yeah. haven't seen his show since yeah. he's been back. Oh man, genius! Man. Again, I digress. But did you see the? Uh, did you see the Mar special? Special. He did a, uh, a one this hour past Friday special of this. Friday. Oh yeah, I saw him preview it. No, is it adulting. worth watching? It was I really need to, adulting. Really, really like it. You'll you'll get a kick out of it. He was speaking to you. So was it him doing stand up? Basically, right? Yeah. It no was guest. Just a, no. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. It was just an hour comedy special. Yeah, you'll get a kick out of that. So what did he cover in adulting? Mm, geez, I, I, how we don't do it well. Well, not even that. I think just I mean, he sort of makes fun of the fact that people they, there's a word for acting like an adult when you know 30 years ago people just were fucking adults, and now it's you know you get to be a kid all the time and you know call it adulting when you actually have to go do something that adults do, like go to work or whatever. <sighs> Tristan, don't get me started. <laughs> get off so, my lawn. There's so much to that. No, no, I, I, I put it into this simple, simple, really simple formula. And I blame no one, uh, my generation, but when I was a kid, Tommy, if you're listening, when you were a kid, it would have never been Joe for Mr. Tooey or Ed for Mr. Quigley or Eddie for Uncle Eddie or uh, Tony for Mr. Parada. You called them Mr. And misses, you didn't call them by their first name. And right. and see, I say there's a reason for that. And this is going to sound harsh, but an eight-year-old kid and a 35-year-old man are not equal. They're not equal. Right. So why did we equalize them when we allowed eight-year-olds to start calling you Tris? And I know, oh, well, Mr. Reynolds, that's my dad, or Mr. White, that's a, you know that what my generation did. But that's the simplest little thing. But to me, it's so much a part of that because... That line was definitive and it was drawn and, and, and kids knew where their boundaries were. And, and, and here's another part of that. And I'm going to sound like such a curmudgeon and I'm sure my brother's rolling his eyes because he already knows where I'm going. <laughs> my parents played pinochle for years yeah. and they, there were three couples. It was dad and mom, my aunt, aunt and, and uncle and, uh, and the twoies. And they would, uh, 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 go to each other's homes. So every third month they were hosting. So four times a year they'd be playing. And there were some funny stories because as the night dragged on and they got drunker, it got louder. And, you know, <laughs> this was a small house. But Trisden, they started playing about 7.30, 8 o'clock Saturday night. They would play till midnight, 1 o'clock. And you didn't go in that room. Like, God help you. you <laughs> if you went in that room, your arm better be hanging off because right. you weren't there. And it wasn't like, oh, Buzzy, come in and show Mr. Tui what you learned, you know, the new dance or whatever the fuck. You, it wasn't about the kids. There was the adults and the kids were there. And if you needed mom for some crisis, she was there. But don't bother her. Right. If you're on fire... Come then in. maybe. Yeah. But but we, my generation, really just brought all that. Well, I think it was Mar who, you know, no disrespect to Bill, never been married, never been a father, uh, never had kids. So he says that about himself. But he made a great line. Uh, he had a great line. He said, when did America become all about the kids? Because when he and I were young, it wasn't all about the fucking kids. The adults had their time. Yeah. And those rules and those boundaries were understood. And to me, 
that was a good thing. Now there's people out there, oh, you asshole. My wife would be one of them. Oh, you're such an ass. Why are you saying that? Well, because it's true. I completely agree with that. And, <laughs> you know, one of the things that I studied in a film class, and I don't know if this is related or not, but man, I find it fascinating. It's kids up until probably about 1970 on TV and as portrayed in media were kids. Like they were allowed to go out and play baseball and they weren't smart asses about everything. And sometime around 1970 in media, the kids all had to be the comic relief. Like they had the one-liners and the comebacks. Oh, interesting. The quips. Ah. But they say like, Opie Taylor was really the last kid on TV that was like, yes, sir. And okay, dad, we'll (laughs) do. And he acted like a child. What we did was as as a society (laughs) turned kids into these adults with these one-liners and the jokes. And and so it's kind of fascinating. So then I think people started looking at kids a little differently. And I don't know if that's a part of what you're saying or not, but it's definitely. Well, I never really thought about that, but that is really true with uh, how television can, can, can push us along because there's no doubt, Tristan, the influence. I mean, it's a huge, huge megaphone, microphone television. I mean, even think now about how you know, 10 years ago, it was a lot of homosexuality and homosexual couples in ads. And now it's all interracial. Like I'll kid Patty. Of course, I don't see black and white. So let me just say that up front. <laughs> I, I don't always, I, I don't see color. In fact, I thought you were black till, you know, just the other day. It's fair. But, um, I do listen to hip hop a lot, <laughs> but I'll say to Patty up oh, interracial couple. I mean, there's like not a commercial out there where it's yeah. not a mixed race couple because that's the, that's the new zeitgeist, right? right? That's the new sort of top of mind. So yeah, television is, um, to television is is definitely um, uh, I don't I don't know if the words are harbinger, but they they push issues, and that's funny. Opie was the last innocent kid, but there's the I don't think it's a good Kevin thing, from though. the Wonder Years was pretty good kid. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, yeah, yeah I'm sure there's probably there's a few, a few examples, examples, but of, yeah. but they did become wise asses. Yeah, and and the other thing that's funny, Tris. Then the other thing I think a corollary to that is the dad specifically. Generally, the white dad, best typified by Homer, uh, even though he's a cartoon and he's animated, is they became idiots. The fucking fathers are the stupidest people on every damn show. They're always morons. Kids are always the smart ones. Yeah. Now go back and and who was the smartest guy on every Andy Griffith show? Was Andy. Andy. He was the smartest guy in the room. That's what made the show so great. Yeah. And he did it in that typical way that he was never pretentious and never beat anybody up. He brought people along to make them realize, you know. Well, and even the Wonder Years, you make a good point about uh, the character of Kevin being, you know, kind of a like a reasonable, right, kind of his age. Yeah, but the show was all about him. So even with that, he was the star of the show. True. So it wasn't about really the parents. True. It was more about Kevin. So even that could be argued that it was, you know, you're creating a child centric world as opposed to a parents get to you know sort of enjoy the fact that they're 40 or 50 or 60 and yeah you know it's now it is man well anybody with with kids on facebook it is all about the kids well and here's the other thing tristan and this is just a fact you know i was one of five um and we were just an average family like if you uh, 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 in the 70s i was born 1960 in the 60s and 70s a family of three was really a small family it was five was kind of middle and it was very common to have seven kids well by the 90s, when and I'm not saying this is, please, this is where you can get off track. Oh, he doesn't like women working. No, it's fine. It's great. <laughs> so you heard it here, folks. But Ray White once, hates women working. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> but once women went to work, once women were out of the house, there were less kids. 
there were less kids being born. So when you're one of five, because my dad described it this way, when you see the blood for the first time with your oldest child, oh my God, by the second kid, not so bad. By the third kid, it's don't get it on the rug, right? (laughs) So you weren't your parents' entire world. There were five of you. But when you're one kid, two, you know, three now is a huge family. That's true. A lot of single, a yeah. lot of uh, only children, a lot of two. And uh, you could say, fuck, he just whacked his elbow. He just whacked <laughs> his elbow. need that fucking and tried elbow. To, that was oh, funny. God. That was one of those moments. Too bad we're not recording video. Yeah. He whacked his elbow and he looked at me like, I said, nah, just say it. We got to get this on YouTube. Which man. reminds me of another story, but let me just finish yeah, that, that point. Yeah, that's a but, great point. But, but, uh, and, and the other thing that happened, Tristan, with two f- incomes coming in, they had more money. So they had less time to spend with the kids, but they had more money to spend on them. So they just splurged and spoiled the shit out of them. Yeah. In the 90s and aughts and right up through today. That's a great point. Yeah, because of course, that's the thing. If you have one only child, I mean, that's your world. You have two, maybe even it becomes. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I, you know, point. we, and, and I don't exonerate myself. I was part of the generation I'm, I'm, I'm from. I mean, Patty and I traveled with Ray to play baseball when he was 10, soccer when he was 12. And I used to say that I'm relatively sure my parents love me, but I'm absolutely certain that they would have never spent a weekend traveling. First of all, they wouldn't have been able to afford it. And secondly, dad wasn't going to leave on Friday night, spend all day Saturday and come home Sunday to watch me play ball in the 1960s or so. It just right. wasn't going to happen. We do it all the time. Well, even, you know, coming up in the 80s and 90s, I mean, I would say free range at best. You know, I mean, I grew up, in a, I'm sure, a little bit dysfunctional, but at the same time, it was great. It was not, you know, we're going to go to every single practice you have. Like, you get no. to be on your own and no. learn how to be a human being. Right. You're going to all your ball practices by yourself, your after-school stuff, you know. Absolutely right. And, and now, I mean, these parents are just Helicopter. constantly. Yeah. It's constant. And well, there's some good, I'm sure, from that. You know, I, I can remember going back to like 2007 when Danny Hope was coaching football here before he left for Purdue. And Danny and I became pretty good friends. He'd come into the station and we'd do 10 minutes on the air and then we'd bullshit for 20 minutes. We were only at a year apart in age. And even then, in like 07, 06, 07, he said that he had parents who would call him. Call him. And now, mind you, he had played for Coach Kidd during the glory years. He was there Coach in Kidd. 79, 80, 81. Danny was on a national championship at, team at, Eastern, at yeah. Eastern. Yeah. yeah. And um, he said, my father would have no more called Coach Kidd to ask about my playing time than gouge his eye out. But I would have fathers calling, you know, hey, Coach, it's, uh, you know, it's Joe Smith. Why isn't my boy playing anymore? What? I'm the fucking coach. I make that decision. Right. You know? So that was sort of the start of that stuff, you know? Yeah. No, it's, it's hard to watch. And, and, you know, again, and God bless parents for caring because there is a line. You should care. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, involved in school, you know, to a degree, but yeah, it does. It does seem like it goes a little far. Yeah. These My days. wife, like your wife, never going to hear this because she doesn't listen. She <laughs> hears, hears me plenty. She's not going to spend any more time listening, but yeah. she would be saying that you're such an asshole. People just care and they love them. But I know we need to get pet peeves, but you just hit your elbow. Reminded me of a funny story. My, <laughs> my late brother-in-law, Vince, was a carpenter and he was uh, on a roof one day and they were still up in Jersey and this guy was working part time with him, but he was, a, he was a local minister. And they're hammering, putting a roof on, and this minister hits his thumb. And there's nothing that hurts more. And, and the minister goes, he's shaking his, shaking his fist, you know, like this. He's shaking his thumb. He goes, darn, 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 God damn it. He goes, the darns just weren't working. 
<laughs> Which is, you know, sometimes you just have to. <laughs> you do have to let it out. Uh, let it out. That is great. All right. So pet peeves a half an hour into the show. We're finally going to get to the top. So what? You know, I have none. Okay. I'm, I, I just everything. I'm cool. Everything flows off my back like water off a duck's ass. That's, and I, I have no pet peeves. You are notorious for being the most easygoing guy. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. So this, Thank you, Raymond. You hear that? It's really going to be more my show. I yeah. mean, because you're yeah, going to be like, I'm done. That doesn't bother me. That's that exactly. does not bother me at all. I have all. no pet peeves. Well, I tell you what, I got a new pet peeve today. Mm. Now this. How this, much I talk? Oh, no, no. <laughs> that's, what, that's why you pay the bills. You talk the most, you keep paying the bills. Um, I, I had a. I had to I had to wait a month and a half to get an appointment to see an allergist mm. in Richmond. What are you allergic to? Fucking everything, apparently. <laughs> I got the list today. It was just everything. But no, it was how does that manifest itself? Well, it's weird. I mean, I just have seasonal allergies. Yeah. Really, I'm not that bothered by my allergies. The problem is, is as I'm getting older, like if I jump on a treadmill and sprint a mile. I, my throat feels a little tight and it's just fucking scary. Like it feels like my throat's closing up a little bit. No, that's not cool. And so like 25 years old, you just, yeah, whatever. And now I'm like 41. I'm like, this is kind of scary. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, you know, just get to the bottom of it. And and that's determined to be an allergy. Yeah, well, no, it's, but that an allergist is the one who's sort of, that's who Finds you see. That? Okay. Yeah. You would have thought like a pulmonologist or something, right, but right, apparently right. the starting point is, is an about allergist. That? Yeah, so again, I went in there, and so I thought, again, it was uh, probably some exercise-induced asthma. Yeah. Turns out maybe like vocal cord dysfunction is what it's called. Wow. Anyway, it's just enough to kind of scare the shit out of you, so you kind of go in to make sure you're, you know, like, I want to make sure I'm good to be playing basketball instead of, you know, keeled over, I can't breathe. But uh, so anyway, what they do is, I guess they... I'll Poke and prod you? Oh, man. Yeah. Like, I, th- I want to say 88 times I yes. was pricked today. Yes, yes. That's too many fucking things. Yeah, that's too it's many pricks. A lot of... <laughs> nobody wants 87 <laughs> pricks on, the, on their back. It was no fun. So, yeah. And, uh, the, and, and this is never good. The, the, lady, the, the lady doctor... I didn't say lady doctor. Yeah, that that's, sounds you very sound like sexist. my dad, yes. Yeah, that, she was a lady female doctor. doctor. Also, she seemed pretty young. I don't know about that. <laughs> but uh, she, I, I said, well, this is not good. She walks in and, you know, I'm shirtless and she's looking at my back to see basically the reactions from the mini mm. allergy pricks. And she walks in and says, oh, my God. Oh, no way. I said, well, that can't be good. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you, you never want to hear your doctor say, oh, my well, yeah, God. Yeah, you, you see this every day. Like, it's an, oh, my God, really? So, so yeah, so that was nice. But apparently, I, I did light the chart up as far as being allergic to everything you can be allergic to. And this was when? Uh, the test? 9 a.m. this morning. Oh, this morning? Yeah. Okay, so yes. now... Still see, like, the marks on my arm. Yeah, so now what happens? You know, I'm, I'm again, not a very allergic person. So, I mean, I am allergic, but I don't have, like, year-round allergy issues. And it's not hypersensitivity. Yeah, so she just said... Any of them food-related? No, nothing food-related, just, like, you know... Ragweed, dogs, cats, literally every grass. I'm allergic to every grass. No shit. And they're able to determine this. Apparently by sticking you with something. But it took you a long time to get to see her. Yeah, it was like that was, like six weeks. Yeah. yeah, specialists are tough to get in to see, man. Apparently so. Yeah, and if you if you and that that is a very good pet peeve, making you wait and yeah, and the, well, the, and waiting in the doctor's office. And the thing that I've learned too is every time I have to go see a specialist, I'm on the verge of panic. I'm always as I'm setting the appointment, and I spend three weeks being miserable waiting to get in to see the specialist. 
Five weeks later, by the time I actually get to walk in and talk to him, I'm, I don't even care anymore. <laughs> like by the time I got in, like my breathing feels fine. Yeah. You know, at this point I've played more sports. Uh, just like who even cares at this point? That's funny. So, yeah. So definitely. But uh, yeah, being stabbed with a needle 87 times. Today. So she wasn't the one poking you. Somebody else poked you and she walked in to see the result exactly. and said, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah. Did she explain? Oh my God! Just uh, all well, the reactions. I called her out. You know, yeah. I said, Jen, well, I do, you know, do you usually say, oh my God?" Because I feel like that maybe that's reserved for people that are really fucked up. And her, she said, "Honey, we're just gonna have to put you in a bubble because you're allergic to everything." That's wild. Yeah. So, but but uh, shout out to Flonays. Typically, it just makes you know I'm Works. fine with Flonays. No, Flonays cures me like I've, i feel great with it no i just you know wanted to make sure i basically didn't have uh, asthma to the point of like where i should be worried playing sports sure and she just said i think you're probably okay that was uh cosby you know there was a time when bill cosby was a funny man and he said he was at the doctor's for some small surgery that didn't require him to go under and he heard the doctor say to the nurse uh, scalpel forceps oops <laughs> he goes, oops, what do you mean, oops? Oh, no, don't, don't worry about it. You're fine. No, no, you just said oops. When I say oops, I know what I did. What did you do? Oops. Uh, can you talk about Cosby anymore? Oh, he was on the fucking list. When he's Co- still one of the wealthiest comedians. Really? Yeah, wow. hell yeah. You know, when Cosby says Why you think he's you're out? in trouble. Yeah, when Cosby says oops, you're <laughs> in trouble. Don't drink that wine. It's just such a tragedy. It really is. It's sad. And and I think, you know, we put so much faith in these celebrities. But, you know, especially when you're probably in the black community in the 1970s, when it really matters what people look like and what they're doing. 60s even. I spy. No, maybe even 50s. Yeah, he goes back a long time. 60s for sure with I spy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Maybe that's a a pet peeve. We shouldn't. Charles Barkley, who I love. You know, Charles hit it on the head. Remember all the crap he took? But he said, man, don't have your kid look at me as a... You know, as an idol, that's don't true. look up to no, me. That's fair. I'm a freaking jag off basketball player. <laughs> right? You know, come on. Yeah. And everybody said, oh, how terrible. No, I get that. As a role model. Don't yeah. look at me as a role model. Yeah. All right. So hit me with your list. Ooh, well, I don't really have a list, but I, yeah, I will. I will start here. This is a pet peeve of mine. And since our show tends to be a little bit political, this will be our my okay. gateway into politics. So we talked a little bit about me going to opening day. Uh, so they're selling these shirts in front of the stadium for opening day. Now I would rather be shot in the face with a cannon than buy one of these shirts. But the guy, because well, you'll, you'll see. Okay. But the guy sitting in front of me in the game had bought one, got drunk and left it. So I took it with me. So I got a free shirt. So if you would like to read the shirt, this is a pet peeve of mine. Let's read the front and then the back. Should I read it out loud? You definitely should read it out loud. Oh, no. So it's a picture of Joe and Kamala, and it says, Biden sucks, Kamala swallows. All right. And the back. Fuck Joe and the hoe. So this is the T-shirt wow. they were selling outside wow. of the stadium wow. in Cincinnati. Wow. Now, this is gross, and this is my, my problem with this wow. is you can't be the Christian right party in the Kamala swallows, fuck Joe Biden. Like, how, where, how is that a thing? How can you have the party with a tent big enough to be like, we're the good Christian? I'm, you know what? You're as liberal as anybody. You don't want your kids to see that, you know, at 14, 13, whatever years old, right? Like, that's, no, that's embarrassing. No, it's just, it's, it's just, trash. it's gross. That's a good word. Yeah. And, you know, here's you and me, not exactly too prude saying, no, what not the fuck? At all. I mean, let me say it again. Yeah, check it out. It's really unbelievable. Black and white. 
I mean, and people are wearing these in this to Biden. Yeah. Biden sucks. Kamala swallows. Fuck Joe and the hoe. Where do you wear that? You tell me. They're, I mean, because they were selling hundreds of these shirts. Like, people were buying them up. People just for how couldn't much? get enough. I didn't ask. I was obviously yeah. not interested. But, I, you know, I couldn't let it sit now, there. Now, I wonder, you know, land of the free, home of the brave, free speech. You stop and you say to this guy, man, what the fuck? Like, I'm, you know, that's ridiculous. And I, I, and I would say the I, same. And, and you know what, Tris? I know what you're going to say. The same about you don't want to see Donald Trump's a piece of shit and fuck him on a shirt. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Or your uh, bumper see that, sticker. And that's where we're consistent. Right. I wouldn't have that bumper sticker. Absolutely you know? not. Donald eat shit and die. You know, I don't have kids, so it's not like I think about the, you know, kids. But I mean, just having nieces and nephews, like... I wouldn't want my nieces and nephews to see me wearing that shirt, even, you know, no matter what my no. political beliefs no. are. Like, no. it's, it's embarrassing. It's just coarse. It's just terribly coarse. And, you know, is that prudish or whatever? No, it's just, I mean, that's, it's, it's, you use the word gross. That's really disgusting. So you wound up with it because a guy in front of you was shit faced and left it. Exactly. <laughs> Which I love. I love the irony that he paid, you know, 20, 15, 30 bucks, whatever for this shirt. And then was too drunk to remember it. And who can justify wearing that? You tell me. I mean, again, if the world was only full of 18 and over adults, fine, whatever. Really? No, it's still not fine, though. Well, it's it's still ugly. I don't even think it's necessarily about the kids. Yeah, it's just, it's just, I mean, you know. But I will say, so to, to full circle pet peeve, a pet peeve of mine is the fact that I feel like, and maybe our side a little bit, but I feel like that's more on the right feels comfortable. I see trucks every day, FJB, every single day, mm-hmm. cars and trucks in our area, FJB. Man, it's just, it's, it's, it's shitty. I mean, well, which we're on here cussing right now on a podcast, but we do have a, a, a parental advisory warning, I think. Hopefully. Well, that and the other side, just what we said, I would not, I was not a fan of Donald Trump. I, I simply wasn't. I, I don't, I've said many times, I don't think he's a terrible person. If, if you were golfing with him, you'd probably have a good day. I think he was an awful president. I think his want to dismantle our democracy was very, very scary and, and, and still exists. But I would no more wear a shirt that says, um, you know, fuck Trump and Pence too. You know, I just wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, like not, not a chance. A cocksucker and no, it, yeah, I, no. How do you rationalize that when you're the Christian right? And no, you can't. And that's you know, and a lot of people said that that um, you know, people that we know, my brother and, and Jaeger, who who said um, you know, it's unfortunate really for the Christian right because they sacrificed a lot in supporting Trump. Right. Because where is that moral high ground now? You can't yeah. claim it. You you supported that guy. Now, even if it was a little, the, the other thing, Tristan, is it's so gross. It's not at all creative. Right. I remember this from when I was a kid, 1973 in, in uh, Ocean City, Maryland. And I only remember it because dad commented on it. But uh, that's when Nixon was going through Watergate. And there was a special prosecutor named Archibald Cox, C-O-X. And it's called the Midnight Massacre. Uh, uh, I almost said Tristan. Nixon went in and fired <laughs> fired. Cox and his entire staff because he was getting too close. And then of course, as it turned out, he had to resign anyway, but that was Nixon, excuse me, Nixon's last ditch effort to save his presidency. And there was a bumper sticker because mom and dad were driving and I was in the back seat and I heard my father say, Oh my God, Irene, look at that. But at least it was a little creative. It said, Nixon is a Cox sacker. 
because if you fire somebody, you sack them. Right. Nixon is a cocksacker, wow. which is at least a little bit creative. It's, it's that's, clever. Yeah, it's but clever. It's still not what you want to see. No, but it's no. Clever, which is why my mother was like, "Oh my god, Ray." Right. But um, but that's just gross. Yeah. That's just fucking ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't, I'm kind of stunned. Yeah. Is there no? Is there no? Uh, I mean, Cincinnati is in San Francisco. It's a pretty conservative place. Are sure. there no local laws where you tell this guy no? That's a little too gross. You can't sell it. It's a good question, man. I, I don't know. I, I just, uh, yeah, it's it's stunning to me. You know, even every day, again, when I see a vehicle with a, a fuck whoever, like yeah. again, to me, I just, I can't, I can't get my head around. It. And to your point, I'm the least prudish person ever. Like, I cuss and obviously say all kinds of gross stuff. But at the same time, you should hear the way he talks about women and blacks. Oh my gosh, <laughs> and Jews! Don't forget <laughs> the Jews. Jews. I'm really especially well, hard on the Jews. True. But no, man, that's just awful. I didn't, man, you hit me with a big one there. Holy yeah, cow! So, so that's that's, a, that's my, tough to recover from. Yeah, my pet peeve is definitely you know the use of of, of vulgarity in politics. I just don't think that it should have a place, and I don't get the anger. Like I could see you saying, "Man, I really, really dislike the policies of Joe Biden," but the hatred. That seems extreme. Yeah, and if you're a conservative in good standing, I would have much more respect for you if you walked up to that person and said, you know, that's really gross. You shouldn't be selling that. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I don't, I'm not a fan of, I'm speaking as this Republican. I'm no fan of Joe or the vice president either. I hope he, I hope they get beat in 2024, but don't sell that shirt. Right. Yeah, that's, I agree. That's um, That was a great visual because it would not have been as good as right. your picture's worth a thousand words. That I'll, I'll was great. I'll have to post it on our Facebook. Yeah. Maybe it might get me banned from Facebook if I post that. Do you actually. have any recollection of what that dude in front of you was like other than a drunken, obnoxious? Uh, actually, it was probably a couple rows down. I couldn't yeah. even tell you whose it was. That's so funny, Tristan. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I've got another pet peeve for you here. I watched a hilarious comedian, Gerard Carmichael. Oh, uh, yeah. I know him well. Is, I watched it. Okay, where, so he, you, where he comes out as comes gay? Out as yes. Gay. Yes. So, okay. So Gerard Carmichael, very intelligent cat, extremely intelligent. Yes. You know, and and typically very funny. Yes. Um. You know, and, and I'm going to take this to what Gerard did. Is that how he pronounced the name Gerard? Yeah, I always Not thought it was Jared. Jared yeah. But yeah, Gerard. Um. And Chappelle more recently with the the, the trans video yeah. that they're uh, special that he got in so much right the closer. For. This is my problem. If you're doing an hour of stand-up comedy, it should be funny. Gerard, God knows what he just did for the gay community is probably huge. Get behind a microphone with Oprah and talk about it. Like, have a special that you know going into it is serious. And uplift your entire community. But I hate tuning in. And this has been more and more. I could probably name three or four off the top of my head. If you're doing a fucking comedy special... Do a comedy special. Like, I don't want to hear Dave Chappelle defend his views on trans people unless it makes me laugh. I, you know, I don't want to hear Gerard Carmichael come out of the closet unless it's funny. And, you know, and to both, there was some funny parts. Well, and there was a comedian that was just, uh, I wish I'd wrote his name down, white comedian that was just killing Jimmy Fallon, but his, which I thought was stupid. But the whole hour was, you know, he was just talking about his mental illness, like, all right, man, I get it. You can have a mental illness, but if you're doing comedy and you must be pretty talented at it because you've got an HBO special, make me laugh while you're talking about but it. But like, Tristan, wouldn't you extend that critique to Mar? I mean, his show is often, because he'll sometimes, it's maybe not a pet peeve of mine, but I will, uh, there are times where Mar's going 
down a, a, an avenue real deep and then he'll say, oh, for fuck's sake, I'm just a comedian. Well, okay, but you were getting into this very serious debate. And I mean, Bill Maher's a brilliant guy. Arrogant, yeah. Obnoxious, for yes. Sure. Checks those boxes. Yeah. Great company. Don't really know. But, but, but very, very bright, if not a brilliant cat with For a sure. hell of a handle on things. Yeah. And so he certainly can go down that road. But then I don't think you can so it's sort of a double edged sword. You can't really come back and say, oh, hell, I'm just a comedian. It's not really serious. Well, but you've made it serious. Yeah. But now, I did laugh at Jared's special. I mean, it I was, know it, it, was, it was heavy. It was heavy. Yeah. But there were a couple of belly laughs, you know, and like when he said his, uh, his uh, was it his brother or his cousin who was sitting judgment on him and, you know, didn't really accept his lifestyle because <laughs> oh, yeah. he came out to his family right. and he's like, I make so much more than that, you know, N-I-G-G-A. <laughs> and it's, you know, that that was funny. But there no, I, some, I take yeah, your point. There were some funny That's, parts. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, it seemed heavier than funny. So I wonder where that place is because, you know, that's not new. Will Rogers was a social satirist, I guess you would call him. And, and, and I'd say more as kind of a modern day Will Rogers, but he was a comedian who commented on society. So how do you really, you know, can, are you allowed to bridge that gap? Well, to me, as long as you know, getting into what you're getting into, then yeah. Like if, again, if you've got a fake news show, like the daily show, you expect Trevor Noah to periodically be funny while telling you a lot of true things. So you kind of expect, I guess, both. But to me, an hour of stand-up comedy should be an hour of stand-up comedy. Yeah, and again, maybe that just makes me, you know. No, no, that's a fair point. Yeah, and and I yeah. and that and that would be the Republican critique for, or you know, the excuse Republican critique for kneeling in sports. Like, I don't want to think about politics. Right. I just right. want to watch right. people hit ba ball with bat. That you would know? be that would be a better way to voice your displeasure with that because otherwise you come off looking a lot of anti things but if you just said damn it's a fucking football game that i watch on the weekend to escape from the 40 hours of hell that i had to put in and i want three hours entertainment and i don't want to be looking at politics i think that's a very fair that's a fair argument yes for sure. i think that's a fair argument now is that an excuse very often yeah I it think is so it is so but there's that. But yeah, I just, you know, I hope comedy is not going to this place of That's interesting. more one-man monologues about all the awful things that are going on yeah. in their lives yeah. as opposed to just make us laugh. Well, like, and if it is, man, it's part and parcel of society now. You that's know, true. I still what, blame Oprah. Yeah. Well, who who allowed people to be, be, you know, completely comfortable speaking of the most intimate details of their life in front of 20 million. Yeah. You know, shit. That was another thing about dad's generation when we were talking about you know, not making the kids the be all of their lives. They also had a bit of humility. I mean, they really did have a, have humility back then. They didn't discuss everything with everybody, you know? Now I know two sides to everything. They also bottled a lot of stuff up. And, you know, if you went to a psychologist, you were looked at weird because, you know, the head shrinker and yada, yada. I know, I get it. But you really don't have to tell everybody everything. That's that's a fair point. And, and I'm... I'm guilty of that. I, you know, I tend to be in God. If there was one thing I would change about myself, I get a lot of relief from talking to like my best friend and, you know, I will just tell him the most ridiculous things, you know, that people should never, ever talk about. But so, and there is, and that is a generational thing too. I mean, people are, well, a lot more comfortable than me posting a lot of stuff online that, you know, again, I, I would trust maybe a couple people, but yeah, people do tell everything you know, they do man. got cheated on and here it is on Facebook and F that whatever. And there's a lot. Yeah. People are, 
people don't have a lot of uh, social network boundaries. No, there's not a lot of privacy, is there? No. And, and when do you find, and I've said this to Raymond, you know, where do you find that quiet moment? Because there is a lot to be said for solitude, right? Because you're with yourself, thinking about your, yourself. I mean, not to sound egotistical, but, you know, you're you're only ever with yourself. Um, and, and so you have to be introspective. So when are they ever alone? Raymond says, Oh, well, I'm alone. You're not alone, Ray. You've got your phone in your hand, your television's on the fucking laptop. You know, you're, when are you just, all the devices are off and you're sitting quietly thinking about things. Doesn't happen a lot. Uh, it never happens for me. Not, well, never happens never. for you. Well, that's, that's actually kind of sad. You. Yeah. And should I, you know, I should make more well, you time. do your hot tub routine every night though. Yeah, but I'm on the phone. Oh, are you? Yeah, I mean, I'm making phone calls, chatting with people, whatever. Yeah. So that's I, I enjoy that moment, you know. Yeah, I guess I don't know, man. I, and it's it could be deep, like, you know, why do people hate just really the themselves? They didn't always to the point of, yeah, they didn't always. So you don't think it, before that it would have been solitaire by hand and reading a book? I mean, would that be so much different? I, you know, this connectedness is new, you know. Um, and it, it has taken away, it has taken away some, some solitude. And I would say with the loss of that solitude comes the loss of some inner peace, but now we're really going deep. We need to bring a fucking psychologist on this show. Ooh, that would be fun. Yes. We really should. Do we know any? Oh man. Maybe. I'm sure. Even if they I came in anonymously somebody. or at least a psych student. You know what I've got? Yeah. One of my closest friends is a psych guy. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I don't know if he would do, he's not a, like an on radio camera type right. guy. I might be able to talk him into right. it. That'd be, yeah, that'd be fun. We, we might not leave. He'd have us committed. We, we would be in the padded room. Yeah. Well, it's like Springsteen said in his biography, it's, um, you, you know, it's a conversation about the person you like the most, you know, it's, it's, it, it, and it is true, right? You yeah. know, we all like talking about ourselves at least to some degree. Yeah. Well, here we are, right? Here we are. So here's another good pet peeve for you. And I feel it's like. It's going to be tough to top that first one with the shirt, man. That was, yeah, you should have saved that for your closer. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. And I've got nothing to close on. So um, this is, this is one again, I really feel like I saved this for you because I said, Ray, we'll get a kick out of that on the pet peeve show. So I won't name the business because I don't like talking bad about local businesses, sure. but uh, maybe like last Saturday, my wife wanted some cupcakes and there's a little cupcake store here in Berea. And uh, so I, I go in there and I'm, I'm, I never know what I want to, to buy. So I'm always like texting pictures back and forth. Like, do yeah. you want this one? It's always such a nightmare. But anyway, so I, I finally know what I'm buying and I step up to the counter and the girl's got her cell phone in her hand. Mm. Now <laughs> you already know. So she says, honey, what can I get you? And I said, she's looking at her phone. So I'll take a strawberry, I'll take a birthday cake, and I'll take a brownie. So she puts her phone down and said, I'm sorry, you're going to have to repeat that. <laughs> <laughs> and I just said, I was just like, bitch, what are you doing? Like, you're getting paid to be here. Put it down for 10 seconds. Like, nobody is more addicted to their phone than me. But look, put it down and take the order. Can't you, you know, give me 30 seconds. And also proving no one can multitask. Right. Uh, and I'll say this. I am a, at least in my own mind, like I never like to tip less than 20%. I just think having been a server, you always try to tip at least yeah, that's 20 a key. plus. Right, right. 
And I walked right out of there with no tip for that. There you go. I'll always throw a couple bucks in the jug, you know. Just and that to, is a way to show your displeasure. It really yeah. is. And yeah. and again, I don't, you know. That's great, Tristan. We all have those days, but but I, th- I think that's a thing, right? Like, and how rude to be looking down instead of looking at you as you're engaging in a customer. Oh my God. Yeah. And that's just something that everybody has to agree on. There's no real defense of that. But but that would be, you know, um, obviously my tongue was firmly implanted in my cheek when I said I had no pet peeves, but that would be first on my list is phones and just how, how much they've changed society. I saw, um, about 10 kids from a central Arkansas softball team. They, they, they were here in town uh, playing Eastern baseball and softball. So they traveled together and they were staying at the true across from us at galaxy. And these 10 kids are walking and eight of them, Tristan are walking with phone in hand and head down and they're walking, you know, on the sidewalk. But I'm thinking <laughs> to myself, here's 10 people. You could have 10, five conversations going on. Right. And instead they're talking remotely to someone or conversing remotely with someone on their device and it's just so crazy and you know i've told you this at work i've never been able to win that argument with his with uh, lucas on on phones you know i've always thought at least experimentally let's have a policy where you you know we're, we're a bowling center we've got 300 lockers assign every employee a locker or just assign one locker as the phone locker you put it in there if you take a break you get your phone he just thought it would be too hard to enforce do you really want to fire somebody over their phone so on and so forth but what i so we've never instituted that policy but what i have found is there is no middle ground either you take the phone from them or you just accept the fact they're going to be on it all the time right because once you allow it and say oh don't use it in front of the customers they're just going to be on that damn thing all the time yeah you know, obviously not to the extent of not working. When there's work, they work. But anything in between, you know, they don't have a conversation. They're just right there on their phone. That's tough. And yeah, and if you fire them, then it's they'll go somewhere where they can stare at their phone. Well, and I've even talked to people who run places that ostensibly have policies, but they, you know, they break them. Now, this new Bucky's, no, you don't bring it in. Really? You, you leave it in your car. You don't bring it into the building. Yeah. And then that's so. nice. I mean, again, I would, it is I nice. wouldn't want a job where I couldn't have my phone, but at the same time, man, from the customer's perspective, yes, it is and just that, such that, a disrespect. And that's exactly thing. what it was. Yeah. Now I had a lot of respect for W for George W who, when you were in his company, you were without your cell phone. Now you're the president. You get to make those right. demands. Yeah. And I thought, well, that's really cool. Don't take your phone out when you're in his company. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough would be tough too by the way like you're with the president yeah it'd be a little rude how, how uh, excuse me sir you? i gotta check this instagram i really <laughs> yeah. you know but it's almost like that now i right. mean the kids would you know and i don't want to put it all on the kids but yeah so so pet peeve phone for me would absolutely be first as raymond well knows well and here's you know hey ray just let me add so sure. ray my son yeah talks about separation anxiety. Like he can't be without his phone. Like, oh my really? God, separation. Cause I'll break balls and take it. Like he nods out on the couch or something. So yeah. I'll grab his phone. Oh no. And then, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he'll get pissed, man. Like you said, God, where's my Ray? I have no idea. You must've done. I know it was you. <laughs> no. I mean, it's like a real thing, man. Separation yeah. anxiety. I wonder how I, I, well I would do. I don't know that I would do well without mine. I mean, I'm the same, man. I, it would be tough. Yeah, and again, yeah. just like before, I don't exonerate myself, Trizan. I've become attached to this freaking thing. You know, you know when you're without it, and ah, shit. But I will uh, say this: if you love the cell phone, as we pretty much all do as a society, if you're on the interstate and you refuse to not be on your phone, get in the far right lane. Yeah. What are you doing in the left so passing dangerous. lane so on dangerous. the cell phone? They do say it's equivalent to being drunk, right? Like yeah. you completely can absolutely be as distracted for sure. Yeah. But as somebody who is kind of an aggressive driver, 
please go to the right. So there's a pet peeve. Right. Get in the right lane. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Please That's oh, any right of that. Lane. Well, it's so funny. And typically they have Ohio license plates. <laughs> and some of that. You know, they think they're doing the right thing, doing the speed limit in the left lane. No, that's a passing lane. Correct. You're actually breaking the law. Right. Use it to pass and then get back over. Get over. This fucking guy doing 70, 71 in the left lane and just stays. And you know he's got the cruise control on and people are passing him on the right, passing him on the right. And he just keeps right on. Yeah. That's argh. miserable. No, yes. no. I've, that's I've, a pet peeve. My beard is gray for those drivers. That's why I'm gray. So you took, you, you've brought one or two pet peeves out of me. I don't have many. <laughs> yeah. How much time we got? Miraculous. <laughs> <laughs> you got any good work pet peeves? Well, the phones, first and foremost. Yeah. Um, this isn't really a pet peeve because it's not directed at anybody, but our building is so funny and it's just like constant every day it happens. It's a big giant circle with one, two, three, about four different doors. And if you are looking for someone, that door is always swinging. So where's Trisden? Oh, he just went there and that door's swinging and then you walk through and you just never find him. It's like you're... Uh, like a cartoon. Oh, yeah, like a cartoon. <laughs> if it were a sitcom, that swinging right. door would be a constant theme in every show. Nice. And I don't know how many times I've... I, like, people evaporate in the damn building. It's like they were just fucking standing there while they just went through that door. So that's kind of a funny pet peeve. That's yeah. funny. You know, my, you with work well, pet peeves, man, I guess you my, make your own hours now. So, oh, no, I mean, I still work the nine to five. I, well, and that's the problem with my job, too. I'm nine to five, but I'm also, you know, when my insurance guy calls me at 830 p.m. because he's worked all day and this is the first yes. opportunity he's yes, had to yes, change yes. his ad. No, that's a I mean, man, I get so many weekend calls and evening right. calls. Right. Now, I do. I do try to keep my phone off until nine. Because I know that I'm going to have 10 things this weekend or 10 things this evening. Till 9 a.m.? Right. So oh, like, okay. so in the morning, I tried to avoid my phone for work. Till until 9 a.m. Okay, yeah. that's cool. So, But again, uh, exceptions to that. I will say, like, the only pet peeve about my job, which, you know, if you don't know, I'm, uh, I will say I'm vice president of a media company. But, you know, it's a glamorized sales manager, glamorized sales job, really. Um. <laughs> You know, our, you used to work at, I did. at my company. I did. My, the only thing that really kills me, our owner, God love Easy him. now. He's a smart guy. He'll, he'll, the only, the only person that will listen less than my wife is, is, is this, or, this is guy. This, is this guy. Yes. Yeah. But, but You're I probably say, right. I will say this. He does not understand group messaging. To the point that he will include every like twelve people in a message that right. three people need to be a part of, and just waste so much time sending all these messages that you know again somebody else needs to be a part of. So that's a pet peeve. And again, let me say I absolutely love my job, and nobody has and a him. job where there's yeah I like Kelly most of the time. I always say Kelly to me is like he's like a family member. He's like he's like uh, almost like an uncle or something. Like I really really love him. But when he makes me mad, like, and I, I'm kind of a sensitive cat. Like I will get a little, you know, aggravated probably for no reason sometimes. So there's, and he's probably got some of that too. So we probably butt heads, but I, I absolutely love him. But then we have our days where, you know, I'm ready to quit and just yeah. go work at McDonald's. But his thing is that he will, you know, I'll be snowed under with 12 people that I've got to go see or speak to or both. And he has to know where the envelopes are right now. <laughs> and it's like, well, then it's like, okay, well, we, we've, we've, they, here's, here's where I, I think they are. And well, I don't want to know where you think they are. We, these envelopes are so important. 
And it's, you know, yeah, and I'm, great. you know, walking into like Pizza Hut corporate to sit down and, you know, sell, you know, $400,000 yeah. worth of ads. Yeah. And it's like, no, before you go into that meeting, like, I don't like the logo on these envelopes. That's funny. And it's just the biggest nightmare. And, and, and you look at the end of the day and you've, you know, 40 messages you've sent on your phone talking about <laughs> envelopes. And it's I just, can see that. so that, that's, <laughs> the, you know, those are my work pet peeves. It's just the things that don't that are hard, but they don't have to be hard. How about people who have no ability to read nonverbal? Oh God. Oh, we're, are we both thinking of the same lady? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the yeah. lady that used to work with us. You can have your car running in drive oh, foot God. on the accelerator. And that story doesn't stop. And every detail has to be hit. Just <sighs> no ability to read. And there All are right. people. Do you like have that. your top 10 list? We, we have killed an hour and I don't know how, oh, man. Oh God. No. Isn't that I, crazy? I, I did, didn't put together a top 10 oh, list you today, but I did want to tell another story. Okay. So, <laughs> well, again, I, we've got a few minutes, so we can, we can do a couple more pet peeves and I'll tell you this okay. story at the end of the show. Okay. But uh, I did want to tell you this too. I want to get your opinion. I got this message from uh, the democratic party of Kentucky and I'm thinking about, uh, well, I am looking into, I don't know if I'm going to run for anything, no but I'm kidding. interested in looking at this position. It's a uh, soil and water conservation manager. Oh shit. It's an unpaid political thing it, in the County or out of Frankfurt in the County, in the County. Yeah, I thought, you know, I've, I always like to dip my toes into politics. Right. And again, you put a D next to your name, you're not going to fucking win anything yeah. anyway. I mean, I might as well run as, yeah. I don't know, Hitler, right. but, which now might be more popular, sadly. Yeah, <laughs> but, than Democrats. Uh, yeah, 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 but I'm, I'm going to do That's a w- webinar on Thursday. Oh, yeah. With, you know, other people that are considering throwing their hat in the ring for, you know, some local politics stuff. So I thought that might be kind of cool. That's so very cool. Be Good fun for to you, talk man. about on the show, at yeah. least. Yeah. But this, this is my thought on that. Is that not nonpartisan? You have to d- declare a party? Well, my the person I've been speaking with is with the Democrat mm. Party. So I assume that it is, in fact, a partisan position. But this is my thought. You don't want to, like, nobody in our county is ever going to elect a, a Democrat. Or right. Pretty rarely. Yeah. But if you're ever going to, wouldn't you want to elect a Democrat for... Like as the person who's checking on the water and the pollution right. and the environment, right? Like, isn't that the one position? Right. You think? I do want a tree hugger to be the yes. person that che- that makes sure you know that the sure everything is good sure. with the erosion. Right. Right. Like as opposed to the guy that just yeah. well, we just need to build another Starbucks. <laughs> so, but anyway, so that that might be kind of cool. So that's not really a pet peeve. That's very but, cool. But so yeah, yeah, so it's kind of fun. Um. Any wife pet peeves? You're getting brave to. to oh, man, the show is. We are running long now. It's time to go. <laughs> no, no. 33 years of wedded bliss. Well, that's good. No, not, not, not really. I mean, just uh, sometimes maybe too much family, a lot of family, you know. Yeah. But, 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 but to be fair, that's offset by the fact that my family is not here. So it becomes yeah. a little more magnified. Well, I can almost, I can relate to yeah. that for sure. Yeah. yeah. It becomes a little more magnified. Yeah. And then I, you know, again, obviously I wouldn't put anything out. In this will be the one in show she listens to. It is. I really want to listen to this week, <laughs> but and this is not a big deal. So, I mean, I wouldn't obviously have like really bad stuff that I would put out there, but this is, this is one that just, uh, we will never get it right. She's a bit of a low talker. She's not a loud talker and she'll be in another room and she'll say, <laughs> and I will go. Hey, what's that? <laughs> and then, like you know, I'll be like crinkling papers, and I this swear is, this to you, is I'll how it'll be. It'll be. <laughs> so then I stop. What's that? Pause. Mm. Wait. Wait. Mm. 
I said, man, like, God damn it. Like, why don't you respond? So she will wait. Like, I'll give her like a seven second hold while I'm waiting to see what she wants. Right, right. And then exactly as you resume, she resumes. Yes. That's kind of like the swinging door at the bowling center. Yeah. It's it's just kind of a silly thing, but yeah, we never, ever get that right. That's great. Yeah. So, oh, so I, I did mention, uh, going to the doctor's office. Yes. Today. So this was, this was really weird. And I did want to save this as the closer. So I've been waiting around for like 30 minutes in the room, waiting for the sure. doctor to walk in. Now then bear in mind, this is before they had done any tests on me. Okay. On, so we didn't do the breathing tests. We had not done the allergy tests and she walks in. And the first thing she said is I've got bad news. And I said, really, how are you going to have bad news already? She said, you're going to have to stop masturbating. It's like, what would give her, like, why would she say that? Why would she think that? And uh, I said, how come? She said, because if not, it will be too hard to take your blood pressure. (laughs) Tristan's joke of the day brought to you by Berea Pond. I'm sure they would love to be associated. Oh, Lordy Lord. That I didn't joke. see where that was going. I really didn't. Yeah. So that's uh, a, a funny joke that I heard on. Well, I say funny, funny, but I heard it on uh, TikTok. Well, are we ending? Because I want to tell one because I think maybe this will air just prior to the Derby, and I thought of this the other day. So might I tell one quick joke? Oh, well, well you've so, got to tell so your joke. Two for Berea Pond. Yeah, so I had another for Berea And then Pond. you're going to do uh, something for Daniel? At Bad Wolf? Oh, no, you got to do the Daniel for Bad Wolf. Is it, that that's, was, so oh, that's no, no, the you're joke. right. So then my joke was, yes, for Bad so, Wolf. So Gaming. your joke was for Bad Wolf. Mine was okay, for Bad so Wolf Gaming, 859-646-6061-711 Chestnut Street. And follow them on Facebook. Check out Bad Wolf Gaming. That's a great place. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to stop on my way. So hopefully nice. this will air sometime close to the Derby. But I thought of this the other day. We were talking about something. And this guy has a... Plans to go to the track. Heck, let's just set it in Louisville. He wakes up. He's a traveling salesman. He wakes up in Louisville, and somebody's invited him to Churchill Downs for the first time, and he's real excited. And he wakes up, and he looks at his alarm clock. It says 5.55. And then he thinks, he says, man, today is May 5th, 5.5. And he realizes, I'm on the fifth floor in room 55. So he's like, man, I got this. So he goes to the track, fifth race. He puts a huge bet. On the five horse, finishes fifth. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Huh? Uh, so there's my joke of the day. Joke Yours of the day brought better, to you by. But... Well, this one pretty upon. Check them out, Buckshot. Thanks, Aaron. Yeah, thanks, Aaron. And we thanks. want to talk crypto, man. Oh, you know what's funny? I, I've I thought about this. I wanted to apologize to to NASA because I think I finally got her name right. But then a previous episode that we had recorded at a different time aired. And Thanks. then it's saying that I got it wrong in that. Oh, so it sounded okay. like oh, did, did we, fucked that's it up. That's why we shouldn't like, do times. You're right. Yeah, so we, we never know. And then we we were talking about the movie episode like three episodes later. Ah, yeah, so it, it's tricky like the old to do hippie, that. man. I'm not into time. Well, hey, man, you know what? I'm not into time, man. So, yeah, no no time. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, well, that was fun, Tristan. That man, really was. I, I still cannot believe that shirt. My, do you want it? God, no. You, do you want to pose with it? And I'll get a picture, <laughs> blur it out. I don't. The... I really don't. Because yeah. you you make such a good point. This is the party of you know the good Christian folks. Yeah, I don't and know. Why truly, you're... if you you know, I, now my thought is Mike Pence would find that gross. I think Mike Pence would oh, say, completely Come agree. On. Yes. And then I think most of your Republicans hopefully yes. would. Yes. But I think Aaron would say, Come Well, on. I, I saw this thing on Facebook. It kind of made me laugh the other day. It said, if you're at a party and there's a Nazi there, 
with a Nazi flag and nobody's making him leave, you're at a Nazi party. <laughs> and I said, well, that's kind of true. Like yeah. if you're sort of welcomed into the group and it kind of is with these people, right? right? Like it's right. Yeah. So you do have to do a good job of getting rid of the fringe if possible. Yes. Right? So, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. anyway, yeah. So it was we a lot killed of, another hour. Thank you, Troy. Dead. Thank you, Nate. I think I have to get Nate some money. Nate should give me some money. Nate, well, no, I want to get him paid. I don't yeah. want anybody to think, I don't want to leave this world thinking I owe anybody. No, yeah. I mean, not that I'm planning on leaving anytime soon, but you know, it's a, it's a good, good way to be. I'd love to break even, you know? Yeah. Break even. There you go. Yeah. That would be a good break bumper even. sticker. I'd love it's to break good. even. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> and much nicer than Joe sucks and Kamala yeah, swallows. I'd love to break even. That? We should start selling our own shirts and we'll, <laughs> so it's a preview for That's our not shirts. not a bad shirt. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. Thanks to our friends at Bad Wolf Gaming in yes, Berea. Yes, yes. Aaron and Robin at Berea Pawn, you guys are the absolute best. And again, it's a lot more than pawn, which I mean, you get your guns, get your ammo, but go y'all buy also a couch and a bedspread. Sure. You know, a ladder and a kayak. That's like, it. It's just such Whatever a cool you place. Need. Yeah. <laughs> and we keep saying it now. I'm embarrassed to keep saying about Bad Wolf Gaming, but we we do still need to go play some Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. I think yes, yes. Fun. But you have been by the store. Yes. Yeah, very yeah. cool. I need to get back. I've only been once. Mm-hmm. So I, I should go back. Yeah, again it's cool. And hang out. But Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Nasa. Yeah. I try to support him a lot on Facebook. Yes. I do a lot of yes. likes. Hopefully yeah. that bumps. Right. All right. See you in a week. Let's go have dinner. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. See ya. Thanks, Triz. Thanks for listening to Extreme Common Sense with Trisden and Ray. We hope you had fun and look forward to taking on another topic next week.